The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala, John Mallory, and Rico Petricelli. You know what's interesting? <laughs> you know what the best thing about this is? What is it? The toilet paper here is m- much better quality than the old studio. Much better. That's, oh. uh, that's a big step up. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, right. Back there, our problems were all behind us. <laughs> we call that radio station toilet paper back there. This five-ply is freaking awesome. It's this, and back there, it's the same stuff they put in the printers. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, now you know about the toilet paper. I want to get... Uh, Come on, let's go. Hey, this is our initial show. uh, Welcome to Studio Yeah, the Studio 21 Podcast uh, Cafe. Tom Zappler, Rico, and JM. What a beautiful studio. Oh, it's so unbelievable. Great to be here with you two guys. I know. It really is. And, you know, keep in mind that uh, for this initial show, uh, we're being broadcast on Facebook Live and YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now. Uh, then we're going to be, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be part of the Podbeam, it's called, Chrissy? Podbean, B-E-A-N. Podbean. And then from there, we're going to go on platforms all over the country, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all of those good things. So it's going to be really, really cool as time goes on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, David, welcome. Country's not screwed up enough. (laughs) I know that. Davey boy, Chrissy Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, we have a, from Australia. Hi, She's from Australia. G'day, everybody. So, <laughs> Chrissy, do you do you know anything about baseball? Not a whole lot, no, Tom. I don't. Oh, we're gonna, <laughs> so we're gonna ask so so I'm gonna have lots of. So she fits right in with us. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. yeah, we got a lot. We got major leagues had a bunch of players from Australia. They have baseball. Yeah. Name our one. Winter, oh, I didn't say we did. Our winter is our winter is your summer. Correct. Name one. Huh? Name one player. Uh, Charlie Schilling. Oh, I know him. You know? No, yeah. I don't. Know. Chuck Schilling wasn't from Australia. No, yeah, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, he used a pouch name? instead of a glove. <laughs> That's right. All right, listen, we have a good show today. Uh, our initial guest for the launch is... Uh, a guy that's been with us off and on for quite a bit now. He is. And look at him. Look at him. He's, he's all happy. He, he's sober. He's happy. He's sober. Sober. Uh, sober. Those two things sober. usually don't go together. He's bathed. He even bathed for the, for the show. So, Hard to tell, but I'll take your word for it. Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. Hey, Derek. How are you, buddy? Yeah, doing well, guys. Good. So you Derek's going to join us. New studio? Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. We have, you know, you can't see it, but this is a, literally a podcast cafe. There's a, you can probably sit 40 or 50 people in here. There's a, there's a, a, a coffee bar. People, you know, we're going to do some, we're going to do some events up here where people can come in, watch us live. It's going to be kind of fun, Rico. Uh-huh. He's going... <laughs> Is Rico there? Hey, Rico. I thought he was talking to Derek. Here's the the part for me. Just before we went on, Rico and I were going through all the spelling errors in the... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was quick. I I admit that. All right, listen, our headline... uh, Our headline is that the Al K-Line collection is being offered by Heritage Auction. It is. Rico, what kind of a player was that? I mean, how good was he? Not very good. Uh, The guy only made the, the Hall of Fame, for Pete's sakes. He was a great player, he but he wasn't player. flashy. See, that's why underrated he, player, right? Yeah, very yeah, underrated. Really, seriously. Yeah, no, no, no. no he, he really he was. He could hit. Yeah. He got a great arm. He yeah. was a great outfielder. He, he had he had the personality that kind of stayed under well, the radar. That was too. that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, he was right. uh, you know like Dwight Evans and the rest. Same Sox, thing, very, exactly. Uh, very, very close. Very close. Yeah. But you know something, Derek. Y'all going to read the headline. Tell us about the K line collection. When's it up? When's it? When's it, tell us about it because it's uh, you got well, it directly from him, right? We did well directly from the family. I was uh, scheduled to, you know, go meet with the family, and he got sick, and then, um, you know, sadly passed away. So I never got to meet him personally, but his family is great. Wife, sons, met both of them, and uh, you know, they gave us, you know, that he wanted to share with the, um, you know, with the collecting public, and he was Mr. Tiger, 
So very popular in Detroit as a radio broadcaster announcer after his career there, spent his whole career, 21 year career with the Tigers. Um, still had an office in, uh, in the stadium and where he went every day. Loved the golf. What and, is, you know, as he retired. What are some of the items that uh, you're going to be? So uh, we have bats, jerseys, awards, um, you know, Ted Williams signed items to K-Line, uh, actually a Babe Ruth item um, to K-Line, um, you know, some, some pretty cool stuff, but, you know, jewelry and you, you get a lot of awards as a ball player when you have 3000 hits and you have, you know, everything, gold gloves, you know, like a dozen gold gloves. He has a, he yeah. was a great fielder, yeah. a great hitter, great player. you What's know, 19, 1968 championship year. You know, we have stuff from that. I'm just it's it's really a it's a large collection. That was a hell of a ball team, you know, that sixty eight team. Derek, it's great. Obviously you guys have so many great things that come from collectors all over the country, families, what have you, but it's special, I know, as someone who collects, but also I'm wondering for you guys, is it special when you get something directly from that that ball play, directly yeah, from there's his nothing, own there's nothing that beats that. I right. mean I will tell you, and a lot of people know that like I am still friends with Brooks Robinson. And that was the, one of the highlights of my career was meeting him, going yeah. to a game with him, watching college football with him. And then also, you know, he gave everything to charity. So watching us take the stuff from his basement and his closets that he saved, and, and it all went to charity. Really you know, cool. that, was, that was exciting. And I think K-Lines are giving a, por- a portion to charity. But collectors love to get stuff. with The letters are going to be signed from the family. So yeah. every auction lot's going to have the provenance from the Al line family, that yep. this was theirs, his, and came from their house. Rick? It's as good as it gets. <laughs> Why is Rico laughing? I have no, no. idea. Uh, yeah, I write down, <laughs> I get the questions from, I have you write them, right? I do. Uh, you do them. Uh, That's a bad idea. Okay, well, wait, uh, here's a man with college education, oh, very successful. Go. Here we go. John. Well, you guys successful qualify you, that. And you guys have wait a second. You guys have H A V E W. I you have you guys have a great career. <laughs> What's in store for you the rest of it? Tell us about the October twenty eighth auction. Right. Thank you. <laughs> See? What's wrong with that? Nothing. I think that was a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's November 18th to the twentieth. The October twenty eighth auction, the showcase auction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's when? It's the 23rd. Oh, it's tomorrow. Okay. I don't even think you have a date right, Tom. No, no. Actually, that one uh, didn't come from me, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, good. So we're, okay. So here it is. just not a just kidding on October 28th. Take it so that's serious. <laughs> but you do, have a, you do have a November 10th auction. Uh, 18th to the 20th, yeah. And tell us about that because that's the real high-end stuff. That's our, yeah, that's our big catalog to, to end the year. Okay, and that's going to have high-end PSA cards, sets, wax boxes, you know, 54 mantle jersey, um, a Killebrew jersey photo match from 1961, championship rings of all sports, um, game-used bats. Uh, it's just really going to have everything. It's going to be four, over 4,000 lots. Jesus. Fabulous. Wow. Jam. Heritage, I mean, uh, in Heritage, always you get the big names. You get the Gehrig's, you get the Ruth's, you know, Matthewson. What are we looking at for this upcoming auction, Derek, in terms of those guys? Those, you know, the vintage guys. Always good vintage guys that are, you know, the, the blue, oh, chip, the blue chip stocks. I mean, we have a T206 set. We have yeah. T206 Cobbs and probably almost every grade from eight down. Something for every collector. You know, um, always have Gaudi Ruth's. Gaudi Ruth in an eight. Yeah. You know, a, a fine from one of our better consignments for this auction was um, Lee and I went up to um, the Boston area. And we met with a family that their grandfather worked for the Gowdy company. Really? Literally wow. Wow. saved the cards. I remember them from about 20 years ago because the family divided up the cards. <laughs> and one group got rid of them. This group didn't. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, this is right from the Gaudi factory. These are as good as it gets. You know, that's so. interesting because uh, the Gaudi cards, man, they haven't lost a step. Uh, are these high end? Are they, are they graded or are they ungraded? Yeah, grade a lot of, yes. They're going to all be graded. They're going to be over two auctions starting in November and then finishing off in January. Wow. Wow. 
There's yeah. a couple of Lajaways, and they were threes, but again, so they're what? from they, they are, these are untouched by human hands, right? I mean, from Gaudi to the family, and then put away. Is Bobby so. Thompson? Do you have is, is, do you have his card, or is it worth anything? The shot heard around the world. Yeah, I mean, his fifty-two, his fifty-two tops is a high number. Uh-huh. Um, so that card's got some value to it. Yeah, but he, you know, he's famous, not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's one of those cult guys. Yeah. yeah. Is that happening much, Derek, with uh, guys like Rico's mentioning? Like, I know the Andy Pafko's worth some money because it's I the had, first I, cod. I had, I had all, yeah. It's, Andy Pafko. Right. It's the first cod. But I'm saying guys like Bobby Thompson, uh, Al Gianfrido. Rip you know, Rip Mazeroski. Bill Mazeroski. Yeah, are right. those cods, uh, do they stay pretty much level or are those cods slowly increasing also as time goes on? I mean, I would say if anything, and well, first of all, Maz made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that makes right. him more collectible. Yeah. yeah, you always have people that collect special, you know, things that have happened in the World Series or pitchers, no hit pitchers, perfect game pitchers. Um, and then you got your cult guys. Like in Boston, I know Rico's a cult guy. People love him, might not be in the Hall, Baseball Hall of right. Fame, but it's far as the Red Sox go. And the same thing with Dwight. Same thing with Dwight. Yeah. I mean, Dwight Evans should be in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Should, absolutely. I mean, Dwight is one of Louis yeah, Tion. Yeah, Louis. I mean, those Louis Tion should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, uh, and if you say Dwight Evans should be, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, it took I'm them too- a while to put Jim Rice in, which was crazy. Jim Rice should have been like first ballot. Yeah. It did. I think yeah. with, I think yeah, with Evans is that Evans throughout most of his career, and you were there for a lot of yeah. it, for the beginning yeah. of his career, anyway, the first yeah. three, four years, he yeah. was in such a shadow behind Yaz, and then Lynn had that breakout Lynn year. And Rice. Rice had a great rookie year. Yeah. Even behind guys like yourself who had established well, yourself me. as players. But, uh, but in the 80s, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he led the American oh, League in extra yeah. base hits for a decade. And there's no argument that he was the best right fielder of his generation. That the, when you start talking about best and top yeah. and lead, that's a Hall of Famer. You know? I don't know his numbers. I have to look. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not everything. Well, he's got over uh, well over a thousand RBI. Yeah, th- he doesn't. Almost. He didn't quite get to four hundred homes. Like yeah, three eighty something. Yeah. Like and Rice. his average isn't over three hundred. It's probably about I'm guessing what two eighty. No, not like even that high. I think it was like in the seventies. Yeah. So I know the statistically well, it doesn't. But when you look at some of the people that have gone in. Yeah. He's a superlative guy. I agree. He was the best. I totally agree. You're, with you're that. talking about Evans? Yeah. yeah. 272 batting average. 272. Yeah. 385 home runs. 385 no, homers. Right. You know, listen, again, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I've said it a thousand times. You had a 251 lifetime oh, batting average. Please, will you? What? You had a 251 <laughs> lifetime Yeah, right. That's right. If you would have had a 285 lifetime batting average, you would have been a bubble guy. I didn't want to. Okay. By the way, that's, would that's, uh, what do you mean she didn't want it? Just, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's 34 more points. <laughs> no. It's not like Are he was kidding? two points away. He wasn't a couple hits away. <laughs> well, my speed, I should have had him. Anyway, Derek, um, <laughs> good the point. 50s. <laughs> good point. I know, to grow the, grow the industry, <laughs> do you think that there has to be more, or is there enough at this point, and hopefully it'll keep on, of the – the more recent cards, good question. Going into the fifties and and even now, you know, with the the, the Trouts and the Otanis and them. Um, so you, we're asking is well, is, is it the for the industry for the industry or is the modern coming? It, no, I want to know if if you uh, your feelings, uh, your thoughts on if it's important for the growth of the industry or to keep it going as we yeah, go absolutely, along, you know, so, and. Well, what I'm saying his, his question, I want to ask him, tell me if, you, if I'm right about this. Yeah. He's saying kind of like Otani or Trout or, or Wanda Franco. Right now, for us, the valuable vintage cards are the Gaudis, the play balls. The to, to the generation that's 15, 16, 18 years old now, are those cards 30 years from now, 35 years from now, going to be... To them, what the vintage cards are to us. That, but also, will that will stuff like that help the industry to continue its to, success, to so that the younger people or or even you know collectors, uh, you know, will buy those cards. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I, I think so. Right? The market is important. really hot right now. I can give you an example that. That's so it. we just did the Long Island trade show. Yeah, I had one vintage case. And one modern case. Okay. In the modern case, there were Lamar Jackson's, Patrick Mahomes cards, Trout, Otani, 
you know, a little bit of everybody from different sports, right? That case got 10 times the amount of questions and looks as our vintage case really? with Babe Ruth. Like, oh yeah, it was, it was neat to see. And at the same time, it shows you how much my team has to learn because we're vintage experts and learning this modern stuff, because I am telling you right now, and there was not just young people looking at the modern cases. There were guys in their fifties looking at the modern. But cases. is that bad for the vintage market? I no, mean, is that no. going to hurt? Plenty the of vi- guys want the vintage. Okay. Plenty of guys still I mean, want the vintage. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, Plenty 100%. of guys still want the vintage. Don't get me wrong. It's just, there is a huge, the modern is here to stay. The manufacturers, it's on the manufacturers too, um, to keep, to keep the interest going and they are selling out of all their products, but don't and you they have those chase cards? I don't love insert cards because they make all those right. one of ones, yeah. but then there's 51 of ones. It's hard for me to give estimates or my team to give estimates on these cards because they're just, you really don't know what somebody's going to pay until it goes to auction. And, but it, there's some really expensive cards that come out of this modern. And I guess I worry that if something happens to a guy, so Something happens, you pay a million dollars for some rookie card or half a million dollars, and the guy fizzles out after a couple of years. We've seen it before. It's yeah, happened. absolutely. Absolutely. And is that person going to get depressed and leave the market, or are they going to stay in the market and take their lumps? That's right. I, well, don't, I, mean, I don't know yet. If they have a great rookie year and then go on, and then you can good. go back and, you know, and say, hey, I want this card. This guy's going to be a but Hall of Famer. I think having that, and you, and you can speak to this, Derek, I think having that diversity in the marketplace is good, right? Because you're talking about, Absolutely. let's say at a show where, okay, everyone's looking at the, the quote-unquote modern case. It's only a little flick of the head that they're going to see something else. And it's okay, I think, to have older buyers and younger buyers it in is. the industry as a whole, it is. isn't it? And, and some of those newer buyers are wise that it doesn't hurt to add some blue chip guys like Cobb and Ruth and Garrett to your portfolio and Aaron rookies, Clemente rookies, the rookie cards are still hotter than ever. Right. Gowdy Ruth. If you were just buying for 20 years, every Gowdy Ruth and T206 Cobb, just dumb it down to those two issues. Gowdy Ruth, T206 Cobbs in any grade from one to eight, uh, you would have 10 extra money, Right. you know, because everything's gone up. Cobbs and authentic holders, just having the card, Ruth and those those cards are just always going to be iconic, and they keep, we still get excited every time we get Gaudi Rosa. That's cool. That is cool. We are chatting with Derek Grady, and by the way, our giveaway from the Staten Island Joe Baseball Hall of Fame Museum Shop cheap bag. Mm-hmm. What you're showing the fold? Turn well, it so turn. what? Yeah, show the whole. It's the, it made out. Toilet to paper. No, it's just, this is show legit paper, oh, that's nice. right? In that yeah. quality. Yes. Yeah. Right? Okay. Why are you showing it to Rico? Show it to. Well, the people. no, they've seen it. <laughs> we're we're going to be giving away a signed Rico Petroselli. Uh, is, is that the one with the paragraph on it? <laughs> I won't say to no, whom, but this Rico is, was signing an autograph before the show that was literally a paragraph. Rico's holding, <laughs> Rico's holding two bats. One says to Rico, best of luck, tie. I don't know what that is. And the other one, <laughs> said, the other one says something about Cap Anson, your friend Cap. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we are chatting with uh, Derek Grady. Uh, Derek, Derek um, we've got, before we take a break, a little bit about... Your background. You started as a collector, and then you became a grader. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we've never really talked about that a zillion times we've had you on the show. Yeah, so you want me to try and jam this into like two minutes before a break? A minute and 34 seconds. That's, yeah, less than that, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, that's, that's easy to do. <laughs> just started Just, just give us the highlights. Uh, 1979, my first box of football cards, okay? And I became a Roger Stopback fan, even living in western Pennsylvania. Um, always got excited to find one of those old Beckett books and look up my cards and look at the value and think I'm getting rich because I'm looking up these cards that are 10 cents and 50 cents. Oh, that card's two bucks. But I actually took literally what it says in the beginning of the price guide, which how to grade and to grade a card, which most people don't. They just thought they had the card and it's worth a hundred bucks. It could be torn in half and they still think it's a hundred bucks. Right. So you have to, you know, I always took grading literally. Then I put away my cards till I was about 15. And one of my friends asked me if I still had baseball cards. He wanted to buy them. I said, no, I'm going to keep them. And he took me to a coin store and my life changed because on the other side of the coin store, there was a 
a dark room that was the card shop on a Saturday. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I went in there and I was like reborn. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I saw Willie Stargell rookie cards and Clemente cards and Mantle cards. And, you know, it was just, it was crazy. I was, and that's when 84 Dwight Goodens Fleer updates and traded's were the bee's knees. You couldn't wait to get sure. an 84. So my first card that I actually paid four bucks for that I saved up for my paper route was uh tops traded Dwight Gooden rookie in a stand-up loose site holder. Jesus. Got it Very from Jake cool. at Bedford Street News. Do you still have the card? I do. That's cool. All right, listen, we're going to take a sign. I met Dwight Gooden, and it's, yeah, had all my That's very on. cool. Oh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We are chatting with our good friend Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. We're going to take a break, hang in there, and we will be right back. Thank you. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Let's go! Up. Hi everyone, this is Rico Petroselli, JustCollect.com. A leader in the vintage sports card industry is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. Hi, everyone. I'm Rico Petroselli, and I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders, to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLBPA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? 
Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Now on deck with Rico Pastorelli. Rico Pastorelli. <laughs> Hi, my name is Willie. Time for On Deck with Rico Pastorelli. Okay, it is time for our segment On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. That's Derek's buddy. Uh, uh, he's a good guy. Brian Dwyer is a good guy. All right, so here's our question. And the question is, and this will be for a, another Rico Petroselli signed photo that Rico was generous enough to give. There it is right there. I can just put it in front of your face. Right? I took that last week. Do you like a before and after. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> They'll before, turn us off before, before time did its damage. <laughs> That's it. Look at that guy. Oh my God. All right. So, <laughs> this week's question is from Brandon Gagnon. Oh, this is an easy one. Rico, what was the toughest pitch for you to hit? Toughest pitch? Yeah. The actual pitch? No, the oh. type of pitch. Type of Don't pitch? get specific. I'll tell you what. Yes, which uh, pitch from which person? Yeah, exactly. Game. 19, 1968. <laughs> time out. Come on. No, what, no, what, uh, what kind of a pitch? Yeah, I what would kind say, of uh, depending on the pitcher, like Nolan Ryan, high fastball, you got no chance, right? Uh, some other guys had a great sinker ball. But I would say the pitch that was low and away, whether it was a fastball or, or curveball, slider, very tough to hit. You hope that you fouled it off, but that's the location, and it was yeah a good breaking ball. Catfish Hunter had when he was on man right. So oh. those are the guys that are painting basically painting yeah, the corners, yeah, painting yeah. the lower left. Yeah, that's got to be tough to do. Man. Well, so, especially if he's got a good fastball. So the thing is, and with Ryan, you kind of knew it was coming. You still couldn't hit. I don't mean just you. No, like, no. Generally really. speaking, I even know. though you knew it, because that's the whole thing with baseball, right? Is anticipation. Sure. And in I this know. situation, he's going to throw me an off speed pitch. You knew it was coming, and you yeah. still. You couldn't Still get Still couldn't it. hit it, boy. Yeah. 100 miles an hour. What yeah. the hell? Rico, what about the high much. heat? You're top of the strike zone. Were those had to hit fastball? Yeah, and it's tough to lay off. <laughs> could yeah. you hit the knuckler? Oh, I hit the knuckler real well. Yeah, yeah. you could. Okay. Yeah, oh, really you am. took him. Who's that? Elroy Face? Huh? Elroy Face, right? No, he will him. Oh, yeah, the Kaiser. Wilhelm. The Kaiser, yeah. yeah. The Kaiser we've talked to this about. Yeah. We've talked about this before, Derek. So, tell the story. How we used to. Yeah, he. He had a, his head to the side. Yeah. And so yeah. as a rookie, I went up and I'm looking at him. I said, I figured it was something that, you know, he was doing. So, <laughs> so I put Rico my, you turn your head to the side and here it comes, you know. But uh, it was. Um, That's awesome. Did, did, did you, you got a hit off him, though. I hit a home run off him. He threw a three and two fastball. Did he? What? Oh, yeah. Why would he do that? To try to fake know. you out? Yeah, he says, they didn't want to walk me. I was a kid. I was a kid my first year. He throws me a fastball. Bang. That was like 70 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah. I was right. I hit it up in the net and running around the bases. I was cloud nine. He's swearing at me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You'll never get another fastball. Who threw harder, Ryan or Gibson? Ryan. Ryan did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Who had the better control? Well, Gibson. The, <laughs> that probably made Ryan more fearful. Than yeah, <laughs> Ryan, yeah, no, Ryan was just. Hey, Derek, you know, you yeah. feel free to ask a question, you know. 
No, he doesn't have. I mean, we we, yeah, we want to ask him about. I know the, that. I know that. I know. Hey, all right. So, I'm Jordan, sorry. do you have a question? Sorry for I do, uh, Derek. And this is a little bit off the off the pad. We talk a lot about you know what we call in the modern guys. We just mentioned them: Otani, Trout, those guys. We talk a lot about the the vintage guys. I want to ask you where. And again, this is a little bit off the beaten path, but. You know, you can make an argument that Roger Clemens was the greatest pitcher in the history of the game. You can make the oh, same oh, argument. You can make the oh, argument. Guy. You can make the argument. Seven Cy Young Awards. You can also make the oh, argument. Ho, ho, ho. Seven. Can, uh, was that before or after? Can I get to the question? <laughs> you can also make the argument that Roger Clemens was the greatest pitcher in the history. I mean, that uh, Barry Bonds was the greatest hitter in the history of the game. Excuse me. I have to. So here's my it. question. I'll be right back. Here's my question. Where are the quote-unquote steroid boys in the collecting right now? You know, I think people think they're going to get into the Hall of Fame. And I think when you look at Clemens and Bonds, I've never seen in my lifetime people that were, you know, people, they walked Barry Bonds in. Right. They, yeah. they Bases loaded. They walked him. Yeah. He was not even getting good pitches, and they were in McCovey Cove. Yep. I mean, and, the, and he was – Phenomenal. I'm a pirate fan before the pirates had to lose everybody as we've talked right. about. And he was great in Pittsburgh and before the steroid thing even started. And Clemens was too. And to think that other people that didn't get tested, didn't get caught. They played, I, I think almost the whole league probably was to some degree, or most good people were good players. And I think they're going to find their way and they're getting closer on the votes and I definitely think Bonds is getting in and Clemens is getting in. So and I don't they, know how much. When and if they get in, is that going to make their card and item value Well, I think people are rise? hedging their bets okay. that they're going to get in. Yep. And because their numbers are too ridiculous yep. to not put them in. And we don't know when they started or didn't. But just assume if you were a hitter, a lot of those good pitchers may have been. And assume as a pitcher, a lot of those good hitters may have been. Right. Yep. So, you know, hey, look, we know for a fact we know for a fact the Astros stole signs, right? Yeah. They didn't take the World Series away from them. They cheated. And they, they're not losing the World Championship. It goes down in history as they won the World Series. Yep. And they did it for years. And so, again, there's plenty of guys that don't make the minors or big leagues on steroids, we're on anything. All right, so let me ask you guys, the three of you guys, this question. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's absolutely. Time for that, Pete I agree Rose with that. I mean, it's I, time for Pete Rose. I, that I agree. Leader. How, why right, is so it? As, I mean, I get it. As, yeah. as time is going on, yeah. uh, steroids uh, are becoming hotter and hotter to detect. And so my question is, what's going to happen if a guy like Barnes gets in and a guy like Clemens? Isn't that going to open up the floodgates for younger players to really st- no, crap. I, I, he got no. in. So my answer is no, only because I think that the rules and the laws are much more stringent and clear <laughs> now. When Clemens yeah. and, and Bonds, if they did, started taking steroids, and, and McGuire, throw McGuire, Palmero, that whole group in there, they weren't even hard and fast, correct me if I'm wrong, hard and fast rules in baseball against steroids. Right. They weren't yet. So I think so that's what just, brought it yeah. on. So now I think it's a lot harder to do it. That's my answer to that question. I, I agree. Well, I'm interested in what Rico thinks. Oh, I agree with you 100%. So do you think Clemens should be in? I think they all should be in. You I do, Rico. Yeah. As, and a guy who played in the era before then, you're okay with them. Yes. You'd be okay now, with them. Now, you know, at in. first I wasn't. I said, yeah. man, this is, but as time goes by, and like you said, Derek, uh, you know, these guys were great before there was even... Uh, Those two they guys outlawed, were... They Listen, there's no argument for me there. Both of them before... Yeah. before tr- Especially Bonds. And no, Clemens, Especially before Clemens Bonds. went to Toronto, yeah. he, was, he was a stud. He yeah. was a stud. Yeah. There was no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, Derek, what about... Uh, I want to switch gears for a minute. Uh, there's a lot going on in Dallas with the Dallas show. Uh, you guys must have a presence there. Tell us what's going on there with those Dallas shows. You know, I think they just, right after the pandemic, somebody, the promoter, got a good idea. To, it's a big area. It's a Dallas Metroplex is growing. And somebody decided to put on a show. And that was probably the sh- And Dallas, during the pandemic, had was more open of a, a, you know, Texas was more open of a state. So they could run a show and it caught on. And and I think that's, that's part of they had. And they do different things um, with, there's people trading in the, hallways and in the you know the the banquet rooms after the show till three in the morning collectors trading wow. promoters are getting 
more into the breaks, you know, having a break room, having trade nights, having it, it's really a new. So not just the Dallas show. Now you have the Las Vegas <clears throat> convention that's actually this weekend and we will not be there, but I was told that it should be, it's going to be a reoccurring show. So, and the promoter plans on making it work. So that's him throwing money at it. So if they keep advertising it's in Vegas and we know Vegas can work for trade conventions. So that's going to be a big show. And again, you're going to start seeing, I, I love the fact. So, so yes, these new shows in Dallas, that's been a success. I hopefully the show in Vegas will be one. They're, they're looking at other areas where we haven't had them before, but a good sign was the long Island show on Sunday, usually at a show, at say 1 p.m., the herd starts to thin. You start to think about breaking down your booth because there's just not going to be that many people. Right. At 3:30, we were there were still people all through the room going into, and that this is a Sunday. This is Sunday with football, so a lot right. of people like to leave to watch football or don't come. Right. And the room was still very well packed at 3:30. We didn't leave till four. That never happened. This is a good sign. It just shows the growth That's of the cool. hobby. Very cool. And as we break into other areas, there's going to be more and more promoters. I talked to the a promoter in, um, where was he, Baltimore or, um, oh, Atlanta. He was in Atlanta, and he did his first successful show, and now he's having another big show. And they're trying to get manufacturers and grading services. It's not easy to get a grading service anymore because they're so busy at the office. Then they try and get some auction companies, which, I mean, we're extremely busy. It's hard for us to go make every trade show, even if it's a great one. We only have so much staff to go that knows everything from memorabilia and cards, you know, to, to be able to do appraisals. Very cool. So, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, yep. got a, we got about four minutes left, by the way, with Derek. Oh, that's plenty, yeah. <laughs> plenty for my questions. <laughs> More than enough time. <laughs> Inflation growing. Do you are you concerned about Jesus? That's two good questions in a row from him. Huh? That's too complicated. The man is a, you know. the man's been in broadcasting a long time. Why are you surprised? <laughs> no, seriously. Shocked. You know, with inflation growing and uh, you're concerned about selling the cards or you know what do you? You know, I'll tell you this. What I've been told as you know somehow you know uh, the president slips in this into his bill about people knowing whether you have 600 bucks in the bank, mm. it, you know, whatever that means, there's more people putting money into other collectibles and other things. And there's a lot of people, you know, diversifying assets that are coming into this business and buying cards, memorabilia, a, a new realm of people with money that I've never seen before. Now I would argue that they came from art because I never knew who buys all this artwork mm -hmm. who buy, I mean, that are sports fans, mind you. What made them finally after, yeah, I was always hopeful that people would view a Mickey Mantle rookie card as art or a game used Babe Ruth bat. Okay. As opposed to this painting they go spend, that looks like, I mean, in my opinion, a lot of modern art looks like crap. Okay. Meanwhile, they're sitting in a box at Yankee stadium. They go to world series games, they go to super bowls and they don't care to own anything. Right, now point. I think those people do care. And it's really starting to change the game to where you're seeing these numbers on bat game used bats with the population report, too, that PSA did, Toby did a population report on bats, and you're starting to see that these high-graded game-used bats are very low population, and they are a good investment. People are loving buying this stuff, not just as an – and then I think some of the investors go into it that they're doing this as an investment, and they fall in love with the stuff. Yeah. I don't, think it's really a, I don't I think, think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence that all this is happening as the Great American Collectibles show continues to grow. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure it was. Hey, this we're show. getting bigger. We're in a new studio. I sent you an yeah. email. That's it, man. Right? But when you think about it, it will be on ESPN. And don't you think also, mm. um, Derek, what you're talking about are investors? And as all yeah. these news stories hit about four million for this card, three point seven million for that card, it's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is another area. Again, talking about earlier about diversifying. If you're diversifying your investment portfolio now, it doesn't matter if you know what Rico Petroselli's batting average was in 1972. You're, you're looking to make a buck. Hey, this might be a fertile landscape for that. So Yeah, I love the fact that I think I've always, I collect memorabilia because I see cards in my sleep. And <laughs> I understand cards are more liquid. Okay, you can go to VCP. You can look up what the last one sold for. And when there's a game-worn Willie Mays jersey, okay, why is it graded a nine? Why is it great in an eight? Right. This is a stain. This right. has this. 
it's not as easy to price it out. I think if you want to talk about one of the greatest, number two to Ruth, in my opinion, of the greatest players of all time, Willie Mays, to be able to touch a game-worn Mays uniform or photo-matched uniform with great provenance, graded, authenticated, under 500 grand. Now, they're not there yet, but I'm just making a point. Aaron jerseys, Mays jerseys, Mantle jerseys so much rarer than cards hmm. and we love cards and we love card collectors yeah but memorabilia to me is under it's a true piece of the game interesting your website sir ha.com hey listen quick question before we let you go are you going to be at the boston show of course i'm always well, there. well we have to work this out because on that Where i come th- in the studio yeah i think so on the third okay. we're, we're going to see if we can get you in here uh, to uh, kind of co-host with, I don't even know who's on either. Yeah, which one of you two is on? But John, we're going to see if we can get you in here. All right? I'll, if I'll Rico's on, I'll come watch and have a talk smile. to my no, people. No, no, do I have a? No, I can, have a room. Do. I have a separate room Dennis. with pink M and M's. Please stuff. consider making right. a donation to the Jimmy. <laughs> wow, that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. We love you, brother. We'll talk to you next time. See you there. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Derek Grady from Heritage. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to try to track down Al Crisofoli. Uh, and uh, I think we can uh, love of the game auctions now. Al, his hair is getting longer and longer. By the way, yeah, you're gonna I notice remember, that. I remember that. Can we take a break, guys? All right, hang in there. We're gonna be right back. My name is Davis. Please consider making a donation to the Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber Cancer Institute, and help stamp out cancer in kids. We have all been touched by cancer, but we can win the battle. Please make your donation, and remember, no amount is too small. The Jimmy Fund is the official charity of the Boston Red Sox. Thanks very much. Hi, I'm Rico Petroselli. I hope you listen to my pal Davis and make a contribution. We want to make children's cancer a thing of the past, and with your help, we can do it. Just go to TomZappalaMedia.com to make your charitable donation. America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and College, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America. Who do you collect? Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. 
we at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Okay, we are back. Al Crisofoli just texted me. He is not going to be joining us today. Uh, he's stuck somewhere. He's I'm stuck? not going to say you where like he's in the stuck. Mud? No, uh, he's stuck somewhere. Stuck? But I can't tell you where he's stuck, but he's stuck. Oh, his toe in the drain. Pretty much. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Hey, um, okay, Rico, let's talk uh, about... No, no let's, let's, Can we do this now? Can yes, we do this like two... You, you and I tend not to do live reads to the best of our abilities. Why? No, wait a minute. Go ahead. Sadly, I think you are doing them to the best of your abilities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can we, accurate, just don't think you're real good at it. Can we both, can, can, can we both, can we both try this? Well, yeah. All right. You wanted me to do it good? I didn't say that. You yeah. couldn't do it good if I begged you. Try, yeah, you watch. Try doing it good. Go ahead. Try doing it good. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to read this. He's oh, going to do it good. Do it good. <laughs> Failed already. This is dramatic. No, this is why it's very important. Uh, this goes out to all card collectors. Who's that? <laughs> the ones who bought their first pack when they were 10. And still feel 10 when they buy a pack at 50. That's three sentences in a row he got right. The ones who obsessively go to eBay to research. The ones hoping desperately to find that car they don't just want, they need. eBay is here for them with a trick for every trade. Like advanced tools for price checking with our price guide beta. Improved management with our online collection. And up to 50% faster listing with image scan. (laughs) Learn how collecting just got smarter at ebay.com forward slash trading hub. And you know something else, Rick? I don't want to read it. eBay is here for the card collectors with a trick for every trade, like advanced tools for price checking with our price guide beta. Improve management with our online collection and up to 50% faster listing with image scan. Learn how collecting just got smarter at ebay.com forward slash trading hub. But listen to some of the stuff that they've sold in the last couple of weeks. A Patrick Mahomes 2017 Contenders Optic Gold Prism. How much you think? 67,000. Uh, <laughs> 67,000. Not bad. That's a great guess. What a <laughs> guess. A magic. Okay. How about this one? That's a, unbelievable. A Kobe Bryant autographed 81-point game ticket. How much do you think they well, saw I'd that Well, I'd pay for? about $14,948. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Dad, I'll tell you what. You're amazing. Thank how about you. the... I'm going to ask JM this question. Yeah. JM, how much do you think that they sold a Tom Brady autographed helmet one of one for? Was Giselle wearing it? <laughs> no, she wasn't. Then I'm going to say uh, about 10600 Unbelievable. You guys are amazing. <laughs> See? Wow. You guys well, are listen. absolutely amazing. You really know your sports. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of sports. You, see what you, see? you really know your sports. Okay, let's stuff. Speak, yeah, sports stuff. <laughs> speaking of sports, as Hi. time goes on, Chrissy, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're going to, and we know you're from Australia, and you don't know a hell of a lot about baseball. So I every once in a while, we will interject a question. Sure. And then maybe, like, over the course of the week, because you're not going to know the answer, maybe you can, like, research it and come back the next week. And wait, say, wait, wait. I didn't sign up for homework in this. <laughs> right. I was going to say. TV. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll help you. We'll help you. How about, like, later on down the track in month's time, you can quiz me again on the show and All see right. if I learned it. All right. So uh, how about I give homework? you one I'll question. S- go ahead. And look at me when I ask you the question. Okay. Who caught the last out in the game that clinched the pennant for the Red Sox in 1967. Mm. That's tough now. I know it was a fluke for him because he's not that good of a player. Um, She's she's getting warm. (laughs) Could it be Mr. Rico Petrosini? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Amazing. But I got to tell you something really interesting. One year we had a uh, we had a exchange student stay with us from England. He was about nineteen or twenty years old, had never seen a baseball game. Try sitting with somebody 
and explaining oh, the game. Man, forget it. It's next to impossible. Baseball? Forget it's it. It's next to impossible. You have to explain every single thing, running up to first base. Why is he there? Why isn't he over there? Right. And he, well, he didn't swing at the pitch. Why is he sitting down? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. It was so difficult. Finally, I gave up. I gave up. I said, watch the game. Watch the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it is a hard game to explain right from scratch. All right. Listen, before we – we're going to talk a little baseball since Sal's not here. But we're going to do our giveaway right now. And this giveaway is for a signed Rico Petroselli, eight, eight and a half by 11. Rico, look at – you didn't shave that day. Look, you got a little stash going. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Did you, did you grow a stash that year? No. How old were you then? Uh, 19, I think. <laughs> You're full of crap. No. <laughs> All right, 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> All right, so here is this week's winner in the bag. And this week's winner is, oh, you're not going to be able to, to zero in on it. Jake Hunter. Jake Hunter. Jake Hunter. You can't see that, but that's okay. Jake Hunter is this week's winner. Jake, you know how it all works. You have one week, one week only, to text us, PM us, make a comment. I won. If I don't hear from you in a week, you're out. First. And then I'm taking it and selling it on eBay. No? That's right. Oh. What? That's not how it works? I said, and if he's out, then I'm taking it and selling it on eBay and making a fortune. Absolutely. No. Yeah. You yes. got it. You got That's it. That's how it should be like from 25 now cents. On. Yeah. Hey, by the way, is that the, the photo that far away? We're far away, that far away from the camera? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, if I can't make faces. <laughs> you can't. Uh, no, you can, but they don't see them. That's why we did that. No, this is, it's got to get closer. You got to get closer. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. Oh, you know, I just God. looked up. Christy, why, why, do, you, why do you listen up. to him? Wait a minute. Wait, what do you want? Oh, what do you want? God. What do you want? Look at this. What do you want? Do you want this? Uh, yeah, wait, wait. Now the three of us should no, no, be in that you. shot. No, no, no. No, not me. Okay. No, no, no. no. We're no, going to keep Mr. it like that. I want to pull faces. It's all you now. You're the star. Oh, no, no. You see what you cost? God, you're a diva. This is the first time I'm meeting you, and this is you. What are you supposed to do? You can. How about we bring it back, back. Right, everybody? Uh, I do have. Who a, is it? It is not. <laughs> it is not. Uh, it, it, we're now in the future, so we don't know how the Red Sox oh, did. Well, no, well, as we're taping mm -hmm. this, they are heading into Game Six, down three games to two to the Astros. Correct. So this just is to set the stage. This is Friday, and tonight uh, we're going to watch the Red Sox, and uh, this together we'll right here. We'll with Chrissy and Dave. We'll find out next Wednesday <laughs> uh, if they're going to continue on. Rico, what is your assessment? Well, my assessment is that uh, they got two, two games in uh, Houston, and uh, they hit pretty well in Houston last, uh, last time they were there. Scored a lot of runs, and sometimes <clears throat> the weather's better. It's indoors, uh, basically, uh, and so I, I think it's, uh, it's inducive to good hitting. So you think they can win tonight? Yeah, basically. John, what do you it. think? So, I mean, this team has been comfortable being the underdog, more comfortable being the underdog all year, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're back kind of where they like to be. But I just want to ask a, a general question, because it's not just about this series, but the playoffs. And Rico and I were talking about this before the show. Oh, while you eating the sandwiches while yeah, I was while up here working. Yeah, eating sandwiches, smoking a cigar. Right. That, oh, that's okay. Go ahead, continue. water. Um, do so we... I was asking him, as a guy who played at the highest possible level in a high-pressure city, has been in World Series, playoffs, what have you, 75 Series, 67 Series, whatever. How does a team go from hitting two grand slams that's in a consecutive great, That's innings, a great question, right? Rico. And I want more than they found a good pitcher. Because the other pitchers they hit were pretty good pitchers, too. That's a good point. How do you go from scoring nine runs, 12 runs, to now having the worst offense over the last... How does that happen, Rico, overnight? It happens because... <clears throat> When, a hit, when especially a team hits as well as they did, not just one or two guys. It was the, almost the whole team. They were just everybody the ball over right. the place. Ninth hitter, eighth, yeah. ninth hitter. So, right. so how does that happen to a whole team? You go because there's so, so many hits in the bat, so to speak. That's right, yeah. But they went into a different environment. That's why I'm saying you'd be surprised. Boston was cooler. There was a little more wind. There's a diff obviously a different background and all yep. that. Even though you're home, you know, you're excited. And just the same pitches, I was because I was watching, you know, from the center for your camera, those same pitches that they were fouling off in Boston, they were killing in, in, uh, 
in, in Houston when they scored all those runs. Yep. Okay? That's the difference. Foul it off uh, or miss it. So or, that's, I mean, the same thing then happens with a, with a, with a, with a hitter, a hitting slump. Now you can, you're on a tear for two weeks, a week, and, and, you're, and you're killing the ball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the switch goes off. And, right. And you can't, uh, Hunter Renfro can't hit his weight. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, what happens? You just fall off the cliff. You're not seeing the ball Look well. Look at Kike yeah. Hernandez, Usually, right? Yeah. right? He's yeah. on that historic yeah. tear. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he goes 0 for 3 or 0 for 2. <laughs> and all of a sudden... I mean, when I used to play ball, whether it was softball, baseball, whatever, when sure. I was in a slump, I'd look out and I'd see a million guys in the field. Exactly. There was like no exactly. space yeah. to hit. Yeah. It's all, and so a lot you start thinking. Here, like right? when you, you yeah. all kinds of you stopped you, pressing. You, you, you had an 0 for 32 slump. We've talked yeah, about right. it before. Yeah. But no. <laughs> I mean, did, did that happen? Like, when did you know that you were in a slump after your first 0 for 5, 0 for 6? No, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> When I got oh, to 0 for 20, 24, yeah, I started getting a little nervous. <laughs> so, so did the team. No, over 32, you you just yeah, pressing. I was chasing yeah. balls in the dirt and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I got the hits off a 75-year-old Robin Roberts when he, <laughs> that's right. when he was with Baltimore. That's how he a got blue, out of his slump. A blue, blue pit and a yeah, ground ball. Right. And, Sometimes I was so happy. It, I got right? hits in the majors. And that's now. where I think this is also where that's funny. coaching comes into play, right, Rico? It's like, sure. get them together, relax, whatever. Whether it's giving them a day off or not going through the rigors so much, we got to chill. Put yeah, that doing something us. different. That, hey, yeah. look at macro guys, big picture. I thought they were going to finish fourth in the division this year. Yeah. I did not expect us to be talking about the Red Sox. Let me tell you something. The Red Sox are playing with house money. No doubt. They're playing with house money. So it doesn't matter. It's a rebuild. Hey, listen, I'm going to give a book a little plug. Uh, if you ever want to buy this book, uh, this book won the bronze medal, uh, Ben Franklin bronze oh, medal. The bronze. Yeah, this one. <laughs> I see. This. That's see. Funny. No, no. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, you yeah. don't understand this. Uh-huh. The, the books that Mallory and I write together win either a gold or a silver. <laughs> That's the, right. The one that Petroselli writes. The one that Petroselli writes wins a bronze. Were they actually two bird books this time that finished it? Rico, we lost. To, we lost one of the books to a book about the grouse. The grouse. A freaking bird. No. Sports book of the year. You know what the grouse. Oscars, Rico, when they show like the people that lose and they're yeah, all like, yeah. I was like, I was like, (laughs) anyway, uh, you can purchase this book. The name of the book is an all stars cardboard memory. It's really is a good book. It's a great concept. It's all about Rico and all the Hall of Famers. Rico played with 50. He played with With 56 with or against Hall of Famers. Uh, You can get it on Amazon.com. It really is a good book. And I, the best part of this book was not writing about the players, but sitting with him. Yeah. And him and I would be sitting in a deli, sitting in a bar room in Florida. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I would be at, you know, I, I just. I can I, tell the pages where you were in the bar. I would, I would just turn on the mic. I'd turn on the mic and say, tell me about Juan Marichal. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, the again, best. I've said this a zillion times. The best, the, the best stories, the best stories are not going to be published after this guy takes the deep six. <laughs> Because they're in here. No, oh, no, no, no. They're in here. There's, there's, there's a story about the guys like Fergie Jenkins and Marichal and all of these guys. And then there's, there's the stories about these guys that go a little further. Oh, sure, oh. I bet. Bo Belinsky. Bo- <laughs> no, Great. no, but it's a, it's, yeah. right, it's a pleasure. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Just rip it, it, baby. You got it, Woo-hoo. baby. If you want to have an absolute blast at obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you got to check out Just Rip It. Our paisan, Charlie the Ripper Perino, along with Money Marco and the JRI gang, give you the chance to participate in opening an unopened and sealed fresh wax or cello pack of your favorite sport. Who knows? You may wind up with a mantle, a Williams, a Trout, a Brady, or even a Petroselli. It's easy. You buy in. Charlie opens the pack, and you win. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, the guys that just rip it will even have it graded for you. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, Just Rip It is the hottest card-pulling show on the internet. Charlie and his staff make it fun, entertaining, and enjoyable. With his collection of hats, sound effects, and yes, you may even see him wearing the leather helmet from Rico's days playing for Newt Rockney. <laughs> You'll love it. Jeez, and let's not forget me. that Just Rip It donates a part of their proceeds to various charities. That's Just Rip It, the break show that everyone is talking about. They're always digging up cardboard treasures. For a great hobby experience, go to Just Rip It. 
Dot com. This be, guy's good. He's going to be doing all the live. Good. Yeah, hey, please. listen. This was a blast. This is the first time first in time. five years that the three of us have been together. It's, I am wonderful. Uh, I'm honored. Chrissy, awesome. thank you. The lovely Chrissy, the lovely You're David. Welcome. You guys have a yes. great good team. Great job. Great team. Happy to be on the Studio See 21 you. podcast. See you in two Network. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is going to be really cool. And as I said, we got a lot of stuff going on later on. Have a great week. Have a great week. John and I are on next week. Rico, in two weeks, you going on vacation or anything? Yeah. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> With that being said, we love you guys. Thank you for all the Thank support. You. And happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.